It's the Score North Twin Show. All right, you hit, hit the burners, Dex. Oh. Oh, no. Yes. Oh, we got trouble. The Scornar Twin Show house is ablaze with hot stove, reckless speculation. So we did the uh, the payroll episode yesterday, which if you guys haven't checked that out, go ahead and uh, give that a listen. Let us know what you think about the Twins basically announcing, yeah, we're going to cut the payroll down. We had a big discussion about that. But, boys, uh, I, I bring your attention to MLBTradeRumors.com, mm-hmm. where they have the top 50 free agent baseball players. And then they have three different writers. So Tim Durkis is like the founder of MLB trade rumors and then two other writers. And all three of them predict where they think each of the 50 free agents is going to land. So they have 150 free agent predictions on this list that I think was posted yesterday on MLB trade rumors. Yeah, that's oh, right. Reckless speculation. Love and it. It's really interesting. It's really okay. interesting. So we'll get to a random twin of the week here, too, on the show. Uh, if you could, by the way, we just relaunched this show back in, like, early July, the Scornar Twin Show. And we thank you guys for uh, helping it climb the Apple baseball charts a couple months ago. And um, if you could give us a five-star rating and a positive review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, you can help us keep growing this awesome community of Twins fans. Also, a like and a subscribe click on the Scornar YouTube channel helps do the same thing. So... Uh, I'd love to just start with a couple of the top free agents that the twins aren't expected to be in on just to, just to get your thoughts on like sticker price shock. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cheap twins. The cheap bullheads. <laughs> so Shohei Otani is listed as the top free agent and his projected contract is 12 years, $528 million or put a different way over a half billion dollars over 12 years. He won't pitch next year because of Tommy John surgery, and he probably can't hit for a while either because didn't Bryce Harper have Tommy John surgery and he had to miss like two or three months? Mm-hmm. But uh, what do you make of 12 years, $528 million for Shohei? Oh, I would never do 12 years. Um, I don't care if it's Shohei. I don't care if it's Babe Ruth. I don't care if it's Mantle. I don't care if it's Mays. I'm not doing 12. Uh, yes, you know what? Let someone do that contract. And, and there, I'm sure, will be um, significant short-term gain at the gate, at least, because he'll be such an attraction. But uh, I don't think much of a 12-year contract. And that's true in all sports. I just, I don't remember the last one that really worked out well. You know, pool holes with the Angels. Miguel and, Cabrera and, was like a 10-year deal. Yeah, and we used to see this uh, before the new CBA in the NHL. We used to see this as well, as we all know here with Parisian Suter. Uh, so I'm just out on that type of term. Uh, I mean, he's the coolest and probably greatest baseball player I've ever seen. Shohei Otani. I mean, I love, I remember Barry Bonds too, but in terms of what he's doing on the mound and at the plate, I think he's the coolest and most badass baseball player I've ever seen. But 12 years, half a billion dollars. I know I said I would have traded Royce Lewis for him in July when we really launched this to a score Nord twin show. Um, but yeah. that's, a, that's a lot of dough. That's, and he's going to get it. Like, he's going to get that money. It's, it's going to happen. And like, we'll, we'll see if he stays healthy, though. It's uh, the, the length of contract. And the, the, so the second best free agent that they've listed is Cody Bellinger because he had a huge bounce back season last year with the Cubs. 
kind of got back to close to that MVP level he was playing at before, like the injuries and whatever else he was going through. They also have him projected to sign a 12-year contract, $264 million. So 12 years at like half the rate 12 of years? Shohei Otani. Yeah. Well, he's not getting 12. I'd be shocked by that one. Well, they're not. I mean, but they're going off of like there's there's been some crazy long contracts. You know, Bryce Harper, there's been two or three other ones that just like some of these guys would prefer to take a lower average annual deal. I mean, hell, Carlos, Carlos Correa was like 10 years, 12 years or something ridiculous until the medical stuff caught up. And then so, by the way, uh, all three of the authors have the Dodgers signing Shohei Otani for Bellinger. It's Yankees and then Giants for the other two. But doesn't at some point doesn't if you're the owners, like wouldn't you collectively bargain? We don't need 12 year contracts in any sport. What if we just Mm -hmm. we don't need a salary cap, but what if we had like term limits on contracts? So you can the max you can sign. Yeah, hockey hockey has a cap and term limits. Basketball has both. Eight for eight eight if you're keeping a guy, seven if he's coming from another team. Yeah. So yeah, like for baseball. Maybe it should be the same thing, right? Seven but or Bellinger, 12, 12 years. Like Otani, I wouldn't do, but I totally get it. Like, I do think he'll get that. Yeah. Bellinger fell off a cliff, came back. But, I mean, I certainly don't think of him as like a 12-year investment no. guy. Oh, I and you that, know yeah. what? I give the, the guy Yankees, five years and $30 million per, but I don't think I can give that guy a $12 million contract. 12-year contract, excuse me. I'd love to give him a $12 million I, contract. Yeah. I don't know. I trust him as a Yankee. I, if I'm him, I think I go Giants. Like like the Cubs, there's yeah, pressure, he, but I New York eats people like that up. I just don't know that he's got the. I don't know that his sort of seemingly laid back ways, which is fine, would fit in that market. Agreed, dude. Like Giants seem like a perfect fit for him. Just go West Coast is where you started your career. Just go chill out there, play games at ten o'clock Eastern time. No one's gonna be watching. No one's gonna be putting pressure on you. Mike Trout for the last ten years. All right, uh, and then a, a couple pitchers, one that pertains very closely to the Twins, and then we'll get to all the different uh, players that, the, that they have projected to go to the Twins. So Jordan Montgomery is the sixth-ranked free agent. He's the left-handed starter from the Rangers, mm-hmm. and he's project- and he's a good, a good pitcher. He's not like a staff ace, but he was a name we kind of floated around. Hey, if the Twins lose out on Sonny Gray, you know, is, is there a chance they could go fishing – in a similar pond here. Well, Jordan Montgomery is projected to sign a six-year, $150 million contract. Rangers, Mets, and Giants being the teams that are listed. He'd be your only left-handed starter, but, like, there's no way after the payroll announcement that they'd be in the mix on Jordan Montgomery, right? No. No. And I don't know that I trust him that much. Like, he he had a good year. But keep in mind, the Yankees traded him to the – the Cardinals and the Yankees might've been totally wrong, but their pronouncement was he's not really a top end guy at the time. Um, So yeah, that contract to me seems overly aggressive. Those Brian, those Brian Cashman comments too the other day were just hilarious. Like, and they were great too. I loved them. I loved them. Don't get me wrong. I loved them, but he was like, look, all these great guys we traded away. They're helping playoff teams. Like, well, you also, you traded them away. Like you you gave them away too, which I found hilarious. Kind of amazing. He, he's still the GM of the Yankees. You know? He referenced Joey Gallo, though. Mm-hmm. Well, Joey Gallo went Joey to the Gallo. Twins, and he he was in the playoffs. Brian, did you watch? Joey Gallo wasn't in the playoffs. No, no, he was not. In fact, he went down with a like a mysterious injury, kind of a vague mysterious injury, with like three or four weeks left, and there was never even an update. Right? 
Mm-mm. No. Never Did anyone even ask about him? Like, hey, how's Joey? Is Joey Gallo getting close? Like, he just was gone, I feel like. <laughs> he got kneecapped by the team, probably. Just going to hide you over here. Uh, okay, Lucas Giolito, who I floated. You guys kind of shot that one down. But uh, but he fits the Twins' yeah. previous habits of, is there a guy out there that we can revive or get to another level? And, and he has been a Cy Young caliber pitcher in his career. And he's coming out of this just garbage situation right in Chicago. So two years, $44 million is the projection on Lucas Giolito. Mets, Orioles, and then Mets again are the projections. He's intriguing at his best. He's very intriguing at his best. Go ahead, Dex. Uh, No. Nope. Nope, 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 nope. Even when he went to Cleveland, he got roughed up after getting claimed. Um, I would do... I would do two years, and I'm I'm splitting hairs here. I would do two years, thirty million. I give him fifteen million per. I, I like how you're negotiating against the MLB trade rumors guys. Yep. yep. I'd give Bellinger twelve years. I'll Counter. give you five. Counter. Yeah. So he's like, okay, I'll give okay. You two years, um, one year and an option, Cody. Uh, no, I, I mean the the guy was really last really good in 2021. The last two years, he's been a train wreck. I I have I have a tough time giving him twenty million dollars per after the last two years he's had. I hate to say it, but Phil, I think you might be right. Like with what they've done now and the announcement about, hey, payroll's coming down. I, I think you might have hit this one. I don't think you guys are going to hate it if it happens. They've they've done some really good work with pitchers. Like you could argue that Sonny Gray and Pablo Lopez have kind of reached their peaks as pitchers under this Twins tutelage. But weren't they already sort of ascending were, in the Twins? I feel like the Twins are going I, – I feel like this is more of, of a declining guy, and we've sort of seen this before. Like, like yes, on Gray and Lopez, but they were ascending pitchers, and the Twins, I think we can say, helped them. Um, but isn't Giolito more on the lines of you're going out and signing a guy and, – and I'm not comparing him directly, but, you know, the Bundys and the Archers and the Rich Hills and, and, and sort I mean, of – a but little here, bit of a scrap heap situation more so? I I would I see what you're saying cuz he definitely has been declining the last couple of years but he's 28 years old. So it would be it would like Chris Archer was in his 30s. Yeah. And he had a bunch of injury issues and stuff and it's like that was a that was really a scrap heap situation. Mm-hmm. Dylan Bundy was like a former once highly touted prospect who really I think he had a pretty good pandemic year in a small sample size but he had never like fully realized Mm-hmm. Giolito at his best was getting he was sixth, seventh, and eleventh in Cy Young voting between 2019 and 21. And so I just wonder is there is there something there as a 29 year old that the twins can tap into? So I am I'm kind of in on Lucas Giolito, I guess. In the last 63 starts, the last two years of Lucas Giolito, he has an ERA of near five. He's giving up nearly two home runs per nine innings. He's getting hit a ton. I don't know. Uh, I, I I just I think he's fallen off a cliff here. He was really good for the White Sox there for a little bit, but um I don't think I can give that guy a lot of money right now. He also gave up forty one home runs, which led the league by a mile. That was sort of flirting with Burp. Didn't Burp Blyleven give up like fifty five one year? Thought it was forty eight. Forty eight as the so record. Yeah, in but, far far fewer innings, he was kind of flirting with Burp Blyleven's yeah. all time home run record. <laughs> yeah, still in on him though. But I think you might be right. <laughs> okay. So, uh, all right, let's get to some, like, real juicy twin stuff here. Sonny Gray, projected to go to the Braves, Dodgers, and or Tigers. So none of these guys have Sonny Gray going back to the twins. 
on a four-year, $90 million contract. You probably just say, thanks, no thanks, right? Yeah. We'll, we'll, take the, we'll take the comp pick. Here's my question. Do you guys think that at this point in his career, the Twins for the last couple of years, and certainly in 2023, got the best possible from him? And I'm not saying like he's going to yes. go off a cliff, but I am saying that there's going to be a regression. And if you sign him to a long-term contract, it's going to sort of, it's probably going to continue. Do you think that? If this, this feels like you're paying for the best version of him, but you're not guaranteed to, especially right. age and everything else to get it going forward. But it's funny that that's your logic with Sonny Gray. But when you reverse the logic with G- Lucas Giolito, you're out. Well, that's just, why I'm asking the question here. This is among friends at the round table For trying sure. to decide sure. if we're in or not. No, I'm saying if you do we do we think that Greg can replicate 2022 for a couple of more years because if you do that changes my feeling. I mean 2023 like replicating what he yes. did th- this yes. last year. Sorry. I mean th- that was, I mean he had a sub 3 ERA like he's in his mid 30s. Probably and I love Sonny Gray. I'm I'm a big Sonny Gray fan. In fact, I am tempted to that contract. I'm not completely out on that contract for him. I'm not. Wow, but, you guys. I would to be clear. I would a hundred times out of a hundred rather sign Lucas Giolito for two years forty four than Sonny Gray for four years ninety. I just oh, want to put that out on the podcast and get on the record. I couldn't disagree more. I I I much rather take the Sonny Gray bet. I'd rather have the horse at the top of my rotation, even if I'm overpaying for a guy who might fall off a little bit. The thing is, two years ago, the view of both these pitchers was probably flip-flopped. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and one guy yeah. is now in his mid-30s. The other guy yeah. is still in his prime. So, You know, to, to go back to the uh, discussion that we had about pitching earlier in the week on the Twin Show, I guess where I sort of stand just mentally on this is I'm wondering if you can make a trade to find a pitcher who is who is the next potentially Lopez or Gray. Yeah. Because the free agent market it just scares me cuz you know you're either taking flyers on guys that were good at at one time or in the case of Gray and I think I'm more on uh on Phil's side here than Declan's in the case of Gray you're like paying a guy for services rendered yeah. with the likelihood that he won't be able to continue that. that that's what concerns me. Yeah, it's and you're overpaying for, really, because it's every team needs pitching. And so when you throw out a free agent market where, you know, what are their, let's see, Montgomery, Gilito, Sonny Gray, uh, we'll get to a couple other names here too. Let's say there's like eight to ten viable starting pitchers. But... 30 teams are looking for starting pitching and right. maybe 20 teams are actively like looking to pay for starting pitching. So the supply and demand is such that Jordan Montgomery gets $150 million, even though he's probably not worth it. And the yep. twins probably can't afford to splash around there, but here's another name. Okay. This one is actually projected to go to the twins by one of these authors, MLB trade rumors, Marcus Stroman on the same contract as Lucas Gilito. He's the 18th overall ranked free agent on this list. Two years, $44 million. He's 32 years old, right-handed starting pitcher. He's kind of a in an era where strikeouts are becoming much more prominent year by year by year. We're setting new strikeout records. He is a master of weak contact. He'll get you some strikeouts, but he is not going to come in here like Pablo Lopez and uh, and get you you know eight, nine, ten, twelve strikeout games. Right. 
he had a good first half. He was an all-star with the Cubs last year. And then he had some like, like a hip strain or something and a, like a rib cage thing. And it kind of derailed the second half of the season, but Marcus Stroman, 32 years old, two years, 44 million. Run to the bank. Give it run to the bank. If that's the case, uh, I, I big fan of Marcus Stroman. The twins, I believe were semi in on him on that 2019 deadline that amounted to basically what Sergio Romo. And that was it. Um, and ever since then, and I know he opted out, didn't play in the COVID season, but the last three years, man, he's been a damn good pitcher. Um, if that's the price for Marcus Stroman, I, I would do that a hundred times out of a hundred every single time. I, I love me some Marcus Stroman, a lot of swagger too. He's a fun guy to watch pitch. Um, big fan. So did you, I uh, say that, that Stroman and, uh, Giolito would get about the same contract. The exact same contract listed here. Two years, 44 okay. million. I'll take Stroman then. Yeah, I'll take Stroman. I'm, I'm a little bit surprised. I thought Stroman would probably be projected to get more than Giolito. So Giolito at his best is the better pitcher, but we haven't seen him at his best in like two or three years. Right. Stroman, I, I, I agree with what Declan said. Stroman kind of fits like he's he's swaggy. You know, he I think he fits sort of the culture of what they're building in this rotation, too. That's a lot of nebulous, unquantifiable stuff I just said. But the one thing that makes me really curious here is that He's one of the best ground ball pitchers, starting pitchers in baseball. And the Twins have one of the best defensive shortstops. I think Royce Lewis's glove plays really well at third base. We'll see what happens at second base. If Jorge Polanco is playing second base, even better. Julian, a little dicier. But if, if you've got one of the best defensive shortstops, if you like the left side of your infield in particular defensively, this could be a great fit for Marcus Stroman as a ground ball pitcher. He had a 57% yeah. ground ball rate last year. MLB average was 43. Yep. He's so like the, the, extreme ground ball an, guy. That's that's an absurd. Yeah, if you had the defense behind him, then yes, it would make it. It's like even a, this would make a ton of sense to go after a guy like Stroman. So we'd be we'd be in on this. Now, uh, 2 years 44 million, that would be a 22 million dollar a year chunk. Now the payroll conversation comes in. You're sitting right now, you're sitting at like 120 million. Ownership has told various outlets that it's going to be like 125 to 140 this year. So now you're going to have to find ways to move a, and you can move a farmer or a Vasquez or somebody. Okay. Kenta Maeda projected two years, 36 million Mets, Orioles and twins as the main suitors here. He'll be 36 years old in April. Mm. Be cheaper than Stroman, cheaper than Giolito two years. I think I'm Stroman. I think I'm, I think I would let Kenta walk. And if, if I had, if it was uh, Stroman, Giolito, and Kenta, I think I'm going Stroman for sure. Yeah, this doesn't the the age and the arm troubles, and I don't know. Like, I mean, he he was. I think he did a fantastic job. Uh, and, and if I'm not mistaken, in the uh, COVID year, he was second in Cy Young voting to mm-hmm. Bieber. So he did a really good job. But uh, yeah, I think I would prefer to go with the Stroman option than the Maeda option if I have to choose between the two, which I would have to. Yeah, and at this point, like, if, if you only get Stroman, like, I'd rather roll the dice with your in-house options of Bailey over or any of your minor league prospects that are knocking on the door that can make starts for you and stuff, too. So if if you get one really, like, big spend, I'm taking Stroman every time. And then if you need to fill out rotations or, you know, as people get injured, as it always happens to the course of a major league baseball season, I'd rather roll with someone in your prospect pool than come up and make a spot starter, too. I am ranking these four options. 
Number one, Marcus Stroman, with the contract included, by the way. So the contract is very important here. Mark, because I think I'd, if it's just like, which pitcher would I rather have next year? No context. Sonny Gray is number one. But which pitcher would I rather have contract included? Marcus Stroman, two years, 44, number one. Lucas Giolito, two years, 44, number two. Kenta Maeda, two years, 36, three. And I would put Sonny Gray, four years, 94th on that list. I, especially with like, I know there's no salary cap, but like the twins aren't going to be able to, this would be a huge spend for them at four years, 90 for Sonny Gray. And they would, they would, it would handcuff what they're trying to do. So uh, Reese Hoskins projected twins, angels, and then back to Philly. So he missed all year last year. He tore his ACL in spring training. You're not going back. He'll be 31 years old in March. Mm-hmm. If you look at the metrics, he's regarded as kind of an average to slightly above average fielder at first base. The eye test might tell you otherwise. So let's call him like just kind of a, an average guy at first base defensively. Not a great base runner, but he's a right-handed power bat. Reasonable strikeout rate. You're not talking Joey Gallo strikeout rates here. Two years, $36 million. Yeah, sign me up. for. Um, and and I, I saw a story. I think it was... This week, the Phillies basically said, sorry, Reese, that there's uh, no room at the inn for you because Bryce Harper is now being moved to first base full-time. Yep. Schwarber DHs because he's an absolute butcher in the field. So you're probably down to a full a few teams. Um, I would do this in a heartbeat. And plus, what influences me, right-handed bat as well. What so, do you do with Kirilov? I might trade Kirilov. Depending on if I can still sell, and this is a big if, if I can still sell in the least bit high there, I, I'm really concerned. He's hurt all the time. I just. How can it, you sell high on him, though? That's the problem. No, but that's what I'm saying is if anybody still thinks, oh, it's just sort of a fluky thing. But, I mean, he's had. Um, but, yeah, that's that's a huge question. But I guess the second question or the question I, I would ask you back is, can you trust uh, Kirilov to play? Yeah. And my my feeling now is you really can't. That's the thing. If we if you know, we've been saying the whole offseason here, right, hope is not a strategy. You can't just go in and say, all right, so we're going to hope that Austin Martin, Alex Kirilov, uh, Trevor Larnick is going to we're going to trade Kepler and Larnick is going to be like, you can't go in hoping that like five guys we're going to hope that Byron Buxton can play a hundred games in center field. You need some certainty. So where I would side with you here is Reese Hoskins is a certainty as a hitter and you need a right-handed bat somewhere in this lineup. You need to start replacing like one or two left-handed hitters with some right-handed hitters at some point, or at least get another right-handed bat in the mix. And so Reese Hoskins would give you about as much certain, like, you know what you'd be getting at first base with Reese Hoskins. So I am, I am, I'm interested in this. And then I would sort of figure out what to do with Kirilov as a second step. Yeah. Uh, I love me some Reese Hoskins. Um, really good player. The only thing that would concern me here, and the price, not so much. Actually, I, I would sign me up for that price. I think I still would do that. The thing that would concern me is he hasn't played baseball since 2022. And even in 2022, when he played in 150 games, his OPS dipped by like 50 points. So is he a guaranteed thing to be a really good hitter? I don't, I don't know if that's a guarantee. I like him when he's at his best. He's drawing a lot of walks. He hits for pop. The strikeouts you take. Um, like if, if you told me I could get, obviously, the 2020 or 2019 version even of, of Reese Hoskins, I think I'd sign myself up for it because the dude draws a lot of walk and has a lot of pop. But having not played baseball in 2023, an offensive dip in 2022, 
there is a little bit of a fear there that maybe this guy is not cooked, but not going to be the player he once was either. I'll give you four other names here, three other names that are left here that uh, it's a top 50 list and there's number 29, 36, and 46 are all projected to go to the Twins by at least one of these authors. Do any of these guys do anything for you? And then we'll get to a random twin. Reynaldo Lopez as a reliever. So these are so there's two guys that would be like your setup guy to Duran. Reynaldo Lopez, uh, he's been with the White Sox the last couple of years mostly. He bounced around. I think the Angels claimed him. He was one of those. Yep. The Angels claim it? Or no, the Angels traded for him, and then they dumped him, and then a third team picked him up. That's right. But he uh, he's 30 years old. He would be your setup guy. He throws about 100 miles an hour. He's been really good the last couple of years. Three years, $30 million going right for a setup guy. Hector Ooh. Neris, who the Twins saw in that Astros series, yeah. he's 34, but he's one of the best setup guys in baseball. Two years, $15 million for him. And then Harrison Bader, center fielder, two years, $20 million. I would say he's kind of a diet version of Michael A. Taylor. They both don't get on base. They both play really good defense and center. Uh, Michael A. Taylor has more pop, probably. So do any of those three guys do anything for you? Not really. Um, and, and here's the thing. So if you're going to go Bader, why don't you just try to bring Taylor back? Well, like Kiermaier's a if step If Taylor off. wants to go play somewhere else, I think, you know. Okay. Well, it doesn't excite me. Um, I, I guess if, if I have to... It, if the payroll's coming down, I think Kiermaier's not going to sign here. That's my guess. Like, he's not a cheap player. So, I guess in that case, if I have to if I have to settle a little bit, Bader might intrigue me. But here's my bullpen question. Are we sure that Varlin's going back to the rotation? Because I'm still super intrigued by his setup ability out of the bullpen. Right, but isn't that also hope? you're hoping that Varlin can be your eighth inning guy. I'd rather go in, hey, hmm. you're you're a reliever, but you're our you're our fourth guy on that bridge. Yeah. I yeah, I I mean, I guess it's hope, but I'm a little bit more convinced of the possibility that that's going to work. Um if I have to pick one of those two pitchers, it's it's uh got to be Naris for sure. Lopez doesn't do that much for me. Like I probably wouldn't pay him. Naris yeah, I probably would you're hoping that Louis Varlin turns into an elite setup man, but like I don't think that that's far from a guarantee. In fact, even though he pumped a lot of gas, he was shaky at times last year, even that in that bullpen role. So it's intriguing. Like I'd rather you give that guy a low leverage thing to start, and he earns his spot to be a setup man. That would be obviously the path of him becoming yeah. the setup man. He's not going to break out opening day, and as your first game of the season, you get into Durant. Varlin's not taking the mound in the eighth inning unless he just absolutely wows you in spring training. Um, but I'd rather go with Naris. Like in two years, 15 for a reliever, I you could sign me up for that too. Yeah, like if they only get one or two bites at, at this list, let's say, I don't think one of the bites is Ronaldo Lopez for $30 million over three yeah. years, but I could see like a two-year 15 thing for a Hector Naris and then mm-hmm. a center fielder, but Bader would be third. I would, I'd be talking to Kiermaier first, and that, then I'd be talking to Michael A. Taylor, and then Bader I think you have to get one of those three guys because of Buxton's uncertainty and also Austin oh, yeah. Martin. We don't know. Like it'd be great if Austin, well, if Austin Martin could be the solution, that'd be, that would be the best case scenario, but we don't know. And Martin could get dealt too. He could. He's on that like secret, that, that secret menu. That oh, he's definitely on that. Yeah. He, he might be atop that secret list. Yeah. So, all right. Those are, uh, those are just a bunch of names that are tied to the twins recklessly. 
Mm. Yep. Via MLB and in March, trailer. they'll all sign. <laughs> God, I know. Baseball, man. <laughs> and at some point as spring training starts, they're all going to sign their contracts with some team. I think the Twins are going to want to be aggressive here in the next month, like before Christmas. And just let's get a little certainty here. Let's let's a starter, a center fielder. Because you've got so many different variables here. If you can just like fill a couple spots, it'll help you with maybe trade discussions in January. So, all right. uh, I believe it's Declan's turn here for a random twin of the week. Judd coming off two straight victories, correctly guessing Craig Breslow and Glenn Williams. Before that, I correctly guessed Butch Husky and Ryan Presley. Uh, We've done uh, 16 editions of random twin of the week. I have eight correct points. Judd and Declan each have four correct points. Declan will throw out a series of clues here. Losers out. Whoever loses gives the clues next week. We get up to three strikes each. If one of us hits three strikes, the other person wins. All right. Here we go. Here we go. All right. This random twin of the week played in 220 games with the twins. I'll give you that right off the bat. 220 games with the Twins. Do we have a guess? Could be a num- any number of things. <laughs> Could be any number of things. This random Twin of the Week had a career average with the Twins of 264. So in those 220 games, he had a batting average of 264. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. This random twin of the week is a World Series winner. Hmm. 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 With the twins. This random twin of the week played the following positions. Right field, first base, DH. And there goes Vinny. Hi, Vinny. And he's loose. And away he goes. He goes. <laughs> oh, my. Mom's home. Mom's got caught. Mom's at Starbucks. <laughs> I don't know if we've used this guy before. Hold on. I'm, do you I'm, have the list? I'm looking at random twins. I think do you I need do me to give you the list? No, I think I have this one. We can control F. We can't Google just for clarity. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I'm I'm on the Gmail right now. I'm not going anywhere near okay. the Google. I mean, Gmail is really close to Google. Yeah, oh, it is. It's the it, 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 same family, too. Mm-hmm. This random twin of the week. Had a 22-year big league career. Oh, glad I didn't guess what I was going to guess. Um, oh, I played first base though. Okay, had a 22-year big league career. That's a long time to play. Yeah, big totally. League, yeah. Big league baseball, but but just uh, so like. A relative cup of coffee in Minnesota. Like, that's a long career for only yeah. 200. 
this random twin of the week claimed he could have been the Shohei Otani of his generation. Dave Winfield. Ding, 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 ding. Dave Winfield. He played first base here? Mm-hmm. According to baseball reference. Damn. My next clue is going to be he taught me, his family taught me and other little leaguers how to hit baseballs. Steve. Steve Winfield. Right? Steve was my high school hitting coach. Yeah. Steve was, Steve was a legend, man. Steve never worked with me. Hmm. We know. We know. Yeah. We can tell. <laughs> wow. Judd, impressive victory, man. I it was like a freight train on that last clue there. Did you have any inkling until that last clue it was Dave Winfield? Were you thinking at all? Uh, I was going to guess it after 22-year career, except okay. for I have no recollection of him playing first base with the Twins. Paul Molitor came into my mind there, but it's like he didn't play right field. And he also hit better than 264 because he hit 340-something one year with the Twins. But nice I have job, no, Judd. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Why are you so sad? Me? Yeah, you seem a little, little, little Eeyore. You do oh, seem a little. I'm... I would say you seem a little Eeyore and melancholy on this whole episode, quite frankly. Oh, really? Oh, I'd like to apologize. I mean, it is reckless no. speculation. No, no, you no, just, no, no. You just won the random twin of the week. Oh no, Three I'm very happy. Victories. I was going to take a sip of coffee. I'm, no, I'm very happy. Thank you. No, I'm not. I'm not sad at all. I'm very, very pleased right now. Okay. Oh, I don't know if it was uh, no. just you know like yeah. No, I'd like, like to you, apologize. You're coming up that emotional Vikings win, and now it's Thursday. You know like, that is that that might have something to do happening. with it. Sub subconsciously with the you know Josh Dobbs, uh, the high that I felt from Josh Dobbs, and now sort of like the it's waiting now for the Saints game. That's a good point. That might be it. Okay. No, I'm very happy. I want to make sure everything's okay. Yeah. Oh, no, I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you very much. No, I'm great. Uh, hey, we uh, we just recklessly speculated a bunch of names there. Which which of those players intrigues you the most? Hit us up in the YouTube comment section on the Score North YouTube channel, and uh, we'll see you guys. We have a scoop session today. We have Purple Daily State of the Offense today, and uh, a little feedback Friday across a couple different shows tomorrow. So thank you guys for hanging out with us on the Score North Twin Show.